0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today I am sharing with you part of a conversation I had with one of my Fat Loss Fast Track clients. Now, when I share these conversations with you, some of them are Fat Loss Fast Track clients that have just started, so they're in their first 12 weeks. This is one of my veterans, which means she completed her first 12 weeks, and she moved on to a second 12 weeks, a different level of challenges. And I'm sharing with you part of the conversation. The part you guys won't hear, I'll kind of overview for you. I really wanted to jump into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, which is where she's currently struggling and how we can make that area easier. But before that, she shares a little bit about her background. She is a mom. She is studying nutrition, which is really awesome. The challenge is that she had all these different concepts presented to her, whether it was plant-based diets or low-calorie diets or whole foods diets. And there was just so much conflicting information about the merits of each. And she felt really drawn to a whole foods style way of eating, but she really doubted herself and her ability to be consistent. What she found over the last 17 or so weeks that we've been working together is that not only can she be consistent, because she has been, She loves it. She loves it. And so what initially started as doubt, can I really do this and stick with it? Now she has found that it's the way she prefers to eat because of a couple of things. Number one, the way she feels. She's transitioned from thinking that indulgences and processed foods were really a treat to thinking that eating in a whole food style is the treat in and of itself because not only does she enjoy the food, but it's about how she feels, the energy that she has, and the way that really sticking to Whole Foods has improved many areas of her life her focus, her energy, her confidence, her relationships, and her mindset. Because, you know, when we care for ourselves, there's no doubt a ripple effect and it makes other aspects of our lives so much better. So she really developed that confidence and she talks about some of the challenges within the fat loss fast track that were most helpful to her. And it's funny because the ones that she talks about don't have anything to do with food, which is so common. So within the fat loss fast track, some of them are, we have one challenge a week and some of them are related to food and many of them are not related to food. And some of the ones that she found most helpful were the weeks where we focused on becoming a finisher, Right. So instead of starting all these things, seeing how many things you can finish in that week, whether it's a book or it's cleaning out your closet or it's a project at work, all of these things that kind of go unfinished and weigh on us and take up our mental energy becoming a finisher was really powerful for her as well as establishing a morning and an evening routine instead of just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and rushing around the the craziness and hectic nature of being a mom and and you know being a student and trying to take care of yourself those are what she found really helpful but when i have these conversations with my fat loss fast track clients one of the most important areas where i want to focus isn't on what's going well, right? Because that's awesome, but that's not where the growth comes from. Where I really want to spend the majority of our time is what's hard? Where are you struggling? Where do you need to feel more confident or make some changes? Because that's, that's where the opportunity is. And so when we started that conversation, what do you want? What do you feel is missing? Her response was that she wanted her results to be more consistent, and you'll see that I'm pretty quick to reframe and redirect because we all want more consistent results, but what drives those results? Our efforts, right? And I talk about why consistency of results might not be a fair expectation to have or even a valuable expectation to have, but consistency and effort is everything. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I think you will. What she talks about and her frustrations and her her desires are so common. And I'm just really tremendously grateful uh, to her for being willing to share this conversation with you guys on the podcast. So special thanks to her. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Take care. You've made changes in the way that you eat and really focusing on sort of a whole foods approach and you have created more structure in your day. You're finishing more things from a results standpoint. You know, we all want more. Like anytime we accomplish anything, it's like it's not good enough, which is crazy in and of itself, but I also understand, and part of that can be healthy if you're using it not to beat yourself up, but to motivate yourself forward. Where do you want to go from here? In terms of what you want to feel really good about that maybe you don't feel so good about right now, or patterns of behavior that maybe aren't rock solid yet, what do you want from here?
1: Um, I would like to see a consistent um weekly result like it would wouldn't bother me to have a plateau for a week or two, but if I saw that it was consistently my weight or my measurements were going down on a weekly basis, then that's confirmation that what I'm doing is is the right thing.
0: Can I jump uh, in there for a second? Mm-hmm? Fat loss is not ever going to be consistent or predictable period the end, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like you know. First of all, the number one reason for that is our weeks are not consistent. We are not consistently doing the same thing with the same intensity week after week. So that's number one. And granted, you can change that. And I have no doubt that if you sat down with your journal, you could point out two or three things in your actions to be more consistent with that would make your results more consistent, but they will Mm -hmm. never, ever, ever, ever be linear. Ever. Right. They right. won't be because think about it. I mean, especially because you're a mom, the hormonal aspect of this is so critical. And if you have a week where you're not getting as much sleep or the quality of your sleep is suffering hormonally, that is a factor. If you right. have a week where maybe you have your period or you, it's the week before your period, that is a very different hormonal equation. So number one, I think it's a really great thing to have your effort be consistent, but I would really encourage you to focus on what you can control and not what you can't control. The outcome you cannot control. So saying, I really, like, who doesn't wish they could consistently lose a half an inch around their waist every single week? Oh, okay, I had an exceptional week here or there, but I can live with that. That is not a good use of your energy or your hope or your optimism. Instead... I would say what I want to create is consistency in my effort and the application of what I know. Right. And, and I know from, from the emails that we've exchanged and whatnot that you have things that are within your control related to consistency of how much you eat and the quality of the food you eat. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So when you find your attention going to, oh, I just wish my results were consistent. No, Lori, you wish your effort was consistent. Right. Because that is 100% in your control and there's always going to be a hormonal thing. You, you We never know what's happening within our body. And sometimes, I know for me, I'll have a week where I ate really, really well and I crushed it in my workouts and I'm like, what the heck, I'm more bloated than normal or I haven't seen any change. I'm expecting a linear result when I don't know what's happening in my body. For all I know, I could be fighting back a bug and my body's resources are not prioritizing fat loss right now, despite whatever I want. You can't control the outcome, but you can control your effort. And wishing for a consistent result takes the power and the focus off of what you are in control of. And we established there is room for improvement in your consistency. So that is what your attention needs to be directed to. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Does that seem listening. like a feasible shift for you? Something that you can practice redirecting when you're like, oh, I wish yeah, result and like I results Yeah, and
1: something that I, I remember, but then I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy to forget. Okay, uh, so let's
0: talk about that. Mm-hmm. If you forget to be mindful of, hey... If I want consistent results, I'm better off focusing on consistent effort. How can you keep consistent effort at the forefront of your mind? And I have some ideas on this, but I want to know what you think. If the goal is to be more mindful of the need to focus on consistency and effort and consistency of application of what you know, how can you keep that in the forefront of your mind?
1: Well, by journaling about it every morning Mm -hmm. would be one way and using affirmations. Mm-hmm. which is one thing I haven't been using as much. Perfect.
0: Um, we don't need yeah. to go any further than that because those are both really great starting points. Like, could we brainstorm a list of 10 things? Sure. We don't need 10 things. Those will be the two. One thing mm-hmm. I know about you is that you have been very consistent with your journaling, right? Yeah. Okay. So what I would challenge you to do is pre-write in for the next seven days like for now and then write it in for tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day so that it's there waiting for you when you get to that page in your journal or that, that point. Mm-hmm. What can I do today to be consistent in my effort, to be consistent in the application of what I know will bring me results? That will remind you to answer that question. And keep in mind that every day might look different, right? On one day, you know, you're getting a workout in and you know, you're going out to lunch with friends. And so that gives you a different opportunity to practice consistency of application than say a Saturday where maybe you're not going to work out and you're eating at home all day, but it's an opportunity to be consistent in your effort by not grazing through the kitchen when you're not hungry. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then I would say, For your affirmations, make sure, and this is something that within the Fat Loss Fast Track in the first round, we we talk about how to create affirmations that really resonate with you instead of just these empty hopeful promises that don't really kind of trigger an emotional response. But I would look at your affirmations and say, are these what I need for right now where I'm at? Because maybe when you created your affirmations mm, 12 weeks ago, they were spot on for you. But now with where you're at and what feels hard, you need totally new affirmations. Right. And and I think one of them could be something along the lines of, today I control my effort and consistency. Today I will do my part to bring my best effort to create the consistency that's going to give me the results I'm looking for. You know, whatever verbiage really resonates with you, but that's what I would really focus on to give you this opportunity to keep in the forefront of your mind if i do my part the results will take care of themselves but when i'm focused on the results i'm not focused on my part it goes back to the analogy i've used often in our fat loss fast track webinars and also in the podcast the root versus the fruit right when you say oh i really wish that you know my results were predictable week to week well That's going out there and shining those shiny apples and taking care of the fruit on the tree and ignoring the root. You and what you do every day are the root. And when that is where all your energy and attention and focus is, the fruit will take care of itself. Right. Now, one of the things that you said in your email to me is that you feel like right now you're not enjoying your food enough. Right. What does that mean? Um, well,
1: I have let, I have, I'm, I'm more often than not flying from the hip Okay. <laughs> because I've done it long enough mm-hmm. to know that I can put together, you know, some leftover, whatever meat and throw in some spinach and half of sweet potato for dinner
0: and then yeah. I'm good. It's convenient and most but of the time delicious. I,
1: right. And, and then most of the time, actually, I think that is really delicious, okay. but, um, but I think I have been probably a bit over restrictive as far as not, I was listening to something the other day, I think it was one of your older podcasts and it was about the fact that you don't have to take away all your favorite things Mm -hmm. and that you really need to have that as part of of a sustainable um, eating plan. Mm -hmm. And I really feel still sort of this guilt if I eat, my favorite thing. Like they're not good choices.
0: Time out for one second. Let's, let's dig in on that so that we, (laughs) so that we don't miss, I don't want to get caught up on another thing. It's easy to, you know, start with one thing and then we've created three things. I want to address them all. So the idea that you feel guilt, if you eat something that isn't perfectly aligned with your goals, I would really challenge the perspective. I mean, you know how important the mindset is here. I would imagine that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your goal is to not eat perfectly every single day for the rest of your life, but rather to find a balance between enjoying food, feeling healthy, and feeling really proud of your body. Is that fair? Absolutely. Okay. So sometimes we get it twisted and we think that our goal is to like eat perfectly. And then if we drop the ball on that, but it's only because we aren't really being Totally straightforward about what we want. Now, there might be people out there whose goal it is to only eat foods that are, you know, the the, the top tier of health. But for most people, we want to find that sweet spot where I feel great in terms of my energy. I feel great about my body and I'm really enjoying food. So in that paradigm, is there room for occasional indulgences. Isn't that not only not something to feel guilty about, but isn't that the goal? Right.
1: And that's sort of a was a, one of the aha moments I've had in this past week that wait a minute, okay. If I if i you know fit my glass of wine into the the four golden rules, then there's then there's nothing wrong with that. Not, not that there should be right or wrong, but you know
0: what I mean? Not there's only there's room for that. Not there's room only for that too. Is there nothing wrong with that? That's the goal, right? to be able to enjoy your favorite things and feel great about your health and feel great about your body. For those that are wondering what the golden rule is, Lori's referring to the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, which I talk about in episode 195 of the podcast, and we really make as a cornerstone of our nutritional principles within the Fat Loss Fast Track. But whether it is a cupcake from your favorite bakery or a glass of wine in the evening, This is just something that takes retraining your brain because for so long we've approached food as good or bad. And if I eat good food, then I am good. And if I eat bad food, then I am bad. Food is just food. Anything else we feel about it is our thoughts projected onto that thing. And so when you start to feel guilty there's two different scenarios that are possible. One is you had that glass of wine within the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, and you're only feeling guilty because it's your pattern. The other possibility is you totally overdid it and you're regretting the choice, right? Right. So I think you have to differentiate between the two. There are legitimate times where I have overindulged and then that guilt comes from the fact that I wish I hadn't done that. You know, just like right. if I snap at somebody I love, I wish I hadn't done that. Right. When you're in the situation where you can say, hey, wait, this is what I'm working towards. To be able to incorporate these things in a way that I'm still really taking care of my body and my health then it's just a simple redirection to say, no, it's cool. This is exactly what I'm trying to do. And if it's one of those situations where you totally overdid it, I think it's important to say that wasn't worth it and be really specific with yourself about it. So I do this often. I'll have a few bites of something at a restaurant, like a dessert. And afterwards, I'll say, having, being very, very specific two to three bites of this creme brulee was really worth it because I got the satisfaction, but I still left feeling really good about myself. On the flip side, if I eat the whole dessert and have a glass of wine and wake up the next morning all puffy and tired and my blood sugar's out of control and I feel hungry and have cravings the whole next day, I will be very specific in my journal. I ate the entire dessert. It was XYZ. I had a glass of wine, I felt heavy when I left. I wasn't really paying attention to the wine. I was paying attention to the conversation. The next day, I was tired. I had bags under my eyes. My hands were stiff and puffy. And I was hungry at seven in the morning when I'm usually not because of the blood sugar roller coaster I'd taken myself on. Then the next time you're thinking about that, you know the difference between I'll feel good about this treat and if I go this far, it's just not worth it. Does that make sense? Right. Right. And I think it, it's
1: not only trusting the process, but learning to trust yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and because, that comes from experience. Yeah. It comes from paying attention. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to touch on is, is where we started with that, which was not enjoying food enough because you're in sort of a comfortable rhythm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get that because wh- what you said is most of the time it's still delicious, but then sometimes it falls into this, this rut. What if you just try one new recipe a week, right? Just to kind of tap into in a way that's not cumbersome or burdensome, allowing yourself to appreciate food a little bit,
1: right? And it's not it's not that you need to cook a whole new <clears throat> recipe every night, and right. it's you know, not ple- not even possible with small children, right. but um, <laughs> but it's it's. Um, and it ties into one of the other what I've identified as a big broth for me, which is preparation. Mm-hmm. And just and just being prepared, like mixing it up with breakfast, for example, and making something in advance. I haven't tried that yet. So I, I have that still to, to as an option.
0: And even if you try two new recipes a month instead of one a week, but I think just enjoying that process of let me try something new and really experience food and enjoy food will help add back in not only an element of preparation, but also an element of enjoyment and food should be enjoyed. Right. Now I know you, you have your hands full being a mom yoga teacher training, being a wife, being in the Fat Loss Fast Track, all of your different competing goals. And one of the things that that we've emailed a little bit about is the need to simplify. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and that goes to, you know, sometimes you feel overwhelmed or disappointed with yourself or anxious. Right. You know, when we talk about, and I think in your email you said, maybe I just need to simplify or maybe that was in my response. I can't remember. But it seems to me, that even though you know you need to simplify, (laughs) your thoughts about it reflect the opposite of that. Right. Like you're overthinking the need to simplify. Yeah. And you're overanalyzing and getting over-emotional about something that's just really simple, right? Right. And, And, you know, one thing that might be helpful to you is in sometimes within the fat loss fast track, especially since you're in the, the veterans level uh, beyond the initial 12 weeks, is it can feel like there are all these different boxes to check because every week we have a challenge. Right. And so we're building this this repertoire, this arsenal of stuff that we can go back to. And so sometimes people feel like they're rules and it's like, oh, I gotta remember to do this and remember. Exactly. And I just want to remind you that whether it is... Lessons from the Fat Loss Fast Track or lessons from your yoga teacher training, they're tools, not rules. And I think a big part of simplifying is beginning every day by saying, what matters today? And not getting so caught up in the big picture. We have become masterful, and this is not a good thing, at living more than one day at a time. oftentimes we're dealing with yesterday and last week and four years ago and tomorrow and next month and today. And of course we're overwhelmed. Of course we're anxious. Of course we're stressed. The reality, as common sense as this seems, is that you can't do anything about anything other than now. But we, we inhibit our ability to manage this moment because we're also trying to manage 47,000 other moments that we cannot influence right now. Mm. So one of the things that's helpful for me, because I get this, you know, I'm, I'm moving this week, I've got, you know, 17 different things happening in the business, 17 million happening in my personal life. And I try instead of thinking, I need to work out today, I need to eat clean, I need to journal, and I need to do my affirmations, da da da, da, da. Okay. What matters most today? What are the big rocks of today? Understanding Mm -hmm. that they'll be different today than tomorrow, than yesterday, and they should be. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, on a day where you're going to be in in training or a day when you're going to be at home, it's going to look very different. But if you know, you know cerebrally that you need to simplify. So stop Mm -hmm. thinking about how to simplify and instead just ask yourself, what are the most important things today, period, the end, because you can create this, oh, I should have, and what if, and I need to, even your email about everything that's kind of hard Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is all beyond now. Like it's all not about how you can make today a great day. Right. And in any day, you can focus on what is not right or what is right. On any day, you can focus on what you know to do or on what you haven't figured out yet. Right. And one of the options is very simple and one of them is very complicated, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you focus on all that you aren't doing right instead of all that you are or all that you can today, that's not very simple because there are problems you can't solve. There are things you can't do anything about. So they are the antithesis of simplifying. Yep. Same thing with focusing on what you know to do. There is a lot you know to do to feel your best and get results. Mm -hmm. Focusing on all you haven't figured out yet, like I'm not tracking enough about my energy or my cravings or da-da-da-da. Well, I have my journal here in front of me so I can do it right now, right? When you focused on all you have not yet figured out or you don't know to do, you are creating, you're manufacturing that anxiety that you're looking to eliminate from your life. Right. So I would really encourage you to practice focusing just on the day. Yeah. Just on the day. What matters most today? What are my big rocks of this day? And the smaller the list that you can create, the better. Some days, it just might be two or three things because your day is jam-packed and it's just all you can do to get through the things you need to be at or handle in that day. But other days, you know, it might be, I need to go for a walk today or I need to make sure I get in bed early today or I need to make this new recipe because I'm feeling really bored with my food. Do not try to handle more moments than you can handle. Bring it right back to what you can do today and what matters most today. Yeah. I know one of your things was, you know, sometimes you feel like it's not enough. No matter how much you do, it's never enough. Right. And I think a lot of people feel that way, but you're creating that. You're creating that when you focus on what you don't know versus what you do, what you can't do versus what you can. That is not something that is just, this is who I am. I always feel like it's not enough. You're manufacturing that. Right. And it's because we're, we're taking on more than more than can be handled. Yep. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Um, I,
1: uh, it, part of the it ends up being a to-do list mm-hmm. instead of,
0: uh, instead of a uh, life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part of this, Lori is that you can frigging change it today. Yeah. It doesn't mean your natural inclination for a while won't be like, oh my God, I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to do this, but you redirect to what has to happen. What do I need to get to? What does today need to be? Not yesterday, tomorrow, six months from now, oh my gosh, I can't. You have a choice. When simplicity is your goal, when you're looking to reduce anxiety, there is always the option to master this day, this moment, or to freak out about everything else, bring it back, reel it in and stop manufacturing the problems that you're trying to escape from.
1: Right. And I think sometimes when you're going along and you, you think you've acquired new, new knowledge or new skills and you've practiced a bit, but not maybe enough,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: then and something happens in life to to throw you off, which always happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, It's easy to fall back into your natural pattern or to, to until, those new skills. <laughs>
0: until you create it as your new natural pattern, right? Which exactly. takes practice, and every yep. single day is an opportunity for that practice. Every moment of feeling overwhelmed and anxious is an opportunity to practice that new pattern. And then, over time, that is what you return to. Like life gets crazy, and it's your natural instinct to say, "Okay, what must be done today." Right, reel it in. Right. Stop manufacturing all these outside things, and I think now you have a really directed path of practice that will right. hopefully eliminate a lot of the things in your email of the, of this is what's not right. There's a lot that is right, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you just need to keep training your attention to go to that, so that that becomes your new pattern of behavior.
1: Exactly.
0: Let me wrap up with one last question for you. Mm-hmm. There are lots of people listening that have that have heard like you have people talking about the fat loss fast track and 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 maybe they're kind of like you going, "Oh, there's so much information out there about plant based or this or that or the other thing, and I've tried all these things, and I've spent all this money if somebody was on the fence about the fat loss fast track, what's your two cents for them?
1: Well, I would definitely say that um, it's not a quick fix. <laughs> It's not, um, it's not a diet. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's basically giving you the tools to, to find your best life. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to dig in and do the work over and over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. then you, you very well may find freedom.